0: G and Maddie on Big G Country.
1: Hey, everybody! Welcome to another edition of Big G and Maddie. Maddie, we're back in the studio. Yeah, looking forward to another edition of the Big G and Maddie show. And it's nice to have you back with us. And tell you what, fall is back as well. Welcome to it. We've got a pretty. Special show lined up for you today. I think you're going to enjoy it because we're going, speaking back, way, way back <laughs> to uh, the early careers of Big G and Maddie. We've got some stories to tell. Biggie, right off the top, can you remember your first country music interview?
0: I sure can, but I want to first say how blessed we are, Maddie, to have over a thousand new subscribers to our channel. Thank you for tuning in, and that's we've been getting questions in to say, hey guys, we read that you've been in radio for over fifty years each, and country music, and so can you tell us some of the some of the stories that you have? I mean, surely you guys got some stories. Well, we sure do. Now, my first interview. Uh, it was about 1966 or so, and uh, my job at the new country music station in Toronto, CFGM, was to go and interview country stars. And the reason is because I came from a pop station and I didn't like country music at all. So my boss said, "You've got to go downtown Toronto, and when the new stars, uh, when the stars come to Toronto, you got to interview them." I said, "Okay, let's do it." My very first interview was a guy by the name of Ernie Ashworth, Ernest Ashworth. Remember him? Yes, yes, I do. Remember his hit song?
1: Hold on a second. Yeah. Top back, trembling lips. That's exactly. That's all right. I can remember.
0: <laughs> That's right. He had a song called "Talk Back, Trevor and Lips," <laughs> and the funny thing was, I interviewed him maybe an hour or so before he went on stage at the Horseshoe Tavern in Toronto, and he had this jacket on, and on the jacket on the front were these two great big red lips that came around on his uh, sports jacket, and I, I mean, I'm sorry, but I, 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 I was, I, everything I could do, not just to burst out laughing. But uh, back in the day, uh, they went to a place called Nudie's in uh, Nashville, and he would do all these sequined uh, jackets and
1: things, and, and Ernie had the big lips on there. How about your first interview? Well, let me tell you, first of all, before I get into my first interview, back then in country music, a lot of the stars, they wore attire with rhinestones. Yeah, exactly. Everywhere. But, yeah, those lips were uh, maybe, just maybe, we can come up with a picture for you a we'll, little uh, hopefully dig uh, that picture of Ernie Ashworth up for you and show you him with that jacket on. It is uh, quite amazing, actually. What about your first interview? All right, Biggie, my first interview, uh, we're going back to 1970. 1970 was the year I first got into radio, hired by, I think you know the story, Wayne Rostad. Yeah. At a little radio station in Smith Falls called CJET, and at that time... It was known as Canada's biggest little radio station, and one of the biggest stars in country music was there that day, George Hamilton IV. Oh, what a great guy. Mm. He was called the country gentleman,
0: and he was a representative from Nashville, but was here in Canada and did lots of stuff in Canada. Remember, Abilene. Abilene, Abilene, prettiest city I've ever seen.
1: seen. Take it, it. (laughs) Biggie. But, but yeah, he, yeah, he was a great promoter of Canadian country music. He sure was. Gordon Lightfoot. He did uh, a lot of Lightfoot music.
0: He did a whole oh. album with Lightfoot. And mm-hmm. can I tell you one little story about that? Sorry to cut you off. But on that album, on that album cover of the uh, Canadian Railroad Trilogy that he did songs from uh, from uh, Lightfoot and Ray Griff, a writer from Calgary, was a picture of my dog on his, jumping up on him in my backyard in Stouffville, Ontario. And his dog, That's believe right. it or not,
1: yep. was wearing a sports jacket with two lips on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't they
0: had big teeth
1: hanging out of it. <laughs> so uh, getting back to George IV for just yeah. a second, he was my first interview. And after the interview, he said, Maddie, would you like to go in for lunch? And I said, "Well, sure, I'd love to go out for lunch. Are you buying?" And <laughs> <laughs> so we went next door you to this little you restaurant. You still
0: say that today? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and I can still remember what I had for lunch that day. Yeah. And it was veal parmesan. Really?
0: Mm-hmm. You can remember what you had for lunch in 1970. Yeah. <laughs> well, buddy. Yeah. You're Believe better, it or not, better man than me. Some of the best guests that we had um, over the years, and I mean interviewing just literally, uh, I would say, well over 100, 150 country music artists over the years, but some of the best guests. Who are some of the best guests you've had?
1: Well, I would have to go back to Toronto, yeah. CFGM in Toronto. It was, at that time, Canada's biggest country music station, no doubt. And, uh, well, Dolly Parton. They, they used to come to the Toronto Exhibition every year, yeah. uh, the CNE. Uh, Dolly Parton, uh, I remember interviewing her. Bit of a flirt too, but uh, what? That was a good thing. You mean she? Well, she, she still is Dolly. She, you know Dolly. You mean she put the hit on Maddie? Well, did she want a little magic from Magic Maddie? Maybe I was just imagining <laughs> things. I don't know. Uh, we we Rand, won't talk.
0: We won't talk about Tanya Tucker and you in the back
1: seat of her no, SUV. No, by don't the way, start that now. <laughs> okay. Randy Owen, in yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Um, Vince Gill. Yeah. Early in his career, Steve Earle, before he hit it big with uh, Copperhead Row. Oh, that was a great tune. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to think of the song he had. I think it was called Hillbilly Highway. Yeah, that's
0: right. It was.
1: Shortly followed by uh, Guitar Town. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, what a great interview he was. Earl Thomas Connolly, I'm trying to think back, uh, Claude King. I really enjoyed him. They say, say, don't Don't go go on Wolverton Wolverton Mountain if you're looking. looking. for wife, because <laughs> clipton Clowers. You know, that's a, one of the questions I asked him yeah. during the interview. Is that a true story? And yes, the story of... Uh, the guy the, was named Clipton Clowers? Right. It, a true story. Wow. So that was interesting, and uh, he was a great guy, and uh, he passed away shortly after. And uh, Louis Lemoore oh, I know yeah. he wasn't a country music no, singer. No, no, but he was, yeah, he was a famous. A great... Western writer, and uh, he was an amazing interviewer. Yeah. 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 So there's a few that I can he remember.
0: Wrote a, he wrote, a, what, 100 books? I mean, well, how many books did he write?
1: He actually uh, left me a few books and signed them, too. Are you kidding me? But don't ask me where they are. Oh, man, I tell
0: you. I had a long list of great guests, too, and some of the best. I mean, Charlie Pride certainly is the top of the list for me. Yeah. Charlie's one of the friendliest guys, one of the, one of the best um, examples of how you should be a professional in entertainment. Uh, he never said no to anyone. He, he was gracious to everybody. And uh, always very accommodating. Whenever we had an interview, and I had the pleasure of interviewing him several times, he was, and you know what, that guy, he could remember your name. I mean, usually it was like a fake situation sometimes, but if you walked into the room, he would say, hey, Big G, how are you? How are things up in Canada? Or how are things going? Or he 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 remembered well.
1: And he broke down uh, a lot of barriers. He sure did, that's for sure. What a great,
0: uh, just a superman, just a great human being. Um, one of the funnest interviews I ever had was with Do- uh, Dottie West. I met Dottie the first time when when she was playing uh, at uh, the Massey Hall in Toronto. I was the MC for the show, and we, we we hit it up. And and like Dolly, she was a bit of a flirt, and she like like to joke around. So well, they she, wanted to get their music played, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's true. And uh, when she came to Toronto to be at the Horseshoe for a week with her band, and by the way, her the drummer, Bill West, was her husband, but they'd been divorced. But she still used the name West. So uh, we got kidding around one night when I was interviewing her, and I was doing the morning show at the time, uh, pinch hitting for um, a fellow who had an ailment. And I said, "Well, you know, why don't you come on up and do the show?" Well, you know, entertainers don't get up in the morning and come and do morning shows. They just don't do it. She came up in the morning and sat on my knee, and we we were do- we were doing breaks on Jib in the morning show with Dottie. And you know, I I wish I still had that picture, and I don't have it like mm. you. I it's, it's gone by the wayside. But she was an awesome interview. And several. Glenn Campbell, super guy, great interview. Roy Clark, one of the funniest guys I've ever interviewed in my life. That guy had more one lines than you can shake a stick at. Roger Miller, another guy right off the top of his head, just absolutely would would floor you with um, with his one uh, liners. And it Porter Wagner, great guy. And, and uh, certainly it, I would culminate it with Johnny Cash. I had the honor and pleasure of uh, interviewing and being with Johnny and June for two or three times, and um, he was always very accommodating and gracious, and there was the odd time when people would say, oh, you know, he was a, he was a tough interview. I never ever found Johnny
1: Cash to be a tough interview at all, never. Yeah, what a great, great talent. Yeah. And uh, I can think of one of my favorites, but I didn't get to interview him. As a matter of fact, they used to call me at Old uh, old Whalen at one of my stations uh, in Windsor, Detroit. But Whalen Jennings, back in the day, the outlaws, Whalen and Willie. And, uh, well, I can recall, well... How about the possum? Did you get to talk to the possum? No, but I did get to see him in Montreal. uh, Way back, uh, I think in the early 70s, uh, George and Tammy, they were... Still together then, one of the times they were together. And, uh, yeah, that's an interesting story about Dottie West and, of course, all the great people that you interviewed over the years. Man, oh, man, That's, uh, that's quite a resume, Biggie.
0: Yeah, and not only that, as you know, and you said it already once, but, you know, they were kind to us because we were kind to them on the radio. We played their music on our radio stations, and that's what put fannies and seats, frankly, right? right? I mean, if we didn't play their music on the radio, they wouldn't get fans to come and see them in concert. So, so I mean, they, they were very gracious to us. Now, the odd time, there was a few artists that maybe weren't so kind, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a minute. But first, we've got this word from our sponsor this week, our good friends at Rita Waker's Family Campground. Rita Waker's is the to be. It's that time of year, time to plan your summer vacations and weekend fun. Why not book now for your summer camping and RVing at Rideau Acres Family Campground, Eastern Ontario's full-service camping facility, located on a UNESCO World Heritage Site known as the Rideau Canal, on a series of lakes joined by lock systems, that links Kingston to Canada's capital city, Ottawa. Rita Wakers is only 10 minutes from downtown historic Kingston. Here's what Rita Wakers has to offer you and your family when you visit. The spacious pull-through campsites, trailers and motorhomes. The swimming pool staffed with lifeguards. A beautiful beach to enjoy for a relaxing afternoon of fun and family. Excellent fishing on Colonel My Lake. A boat docking facility for your fishing or pleasure craft. Boats, canoes and kayaks available for rent. A beautiful banquet hall for weddings or meetings to fit any occasion. 136 acres of outdoor adventure. Hiking, biking, playground, swimming, fishing, horseshoes, basketball, and so much more. Make Rito Acres your camping destination this year. You better book now. We're filling up fast. Visit RitoAcres.com or call 613-546-2711. Rita is the place to be. Come on out, you'll see, Advocated Community. Welcome back, everybody, to Big G and Maddie. And today, well, we're talking a little bit about our radio careers over the last 50 years and some questions that you have sent in to the more than over a thousand new subscribers we've had to this channel. Thank you very much. And, uh, well, we're going to talk a little bit about maybe some of the interviews that didn't
1: go so well, right, Maddie? Yeah, in most cases, uh, the country music people over the years that we met were so very accommodating, but some. Maybe we're not that gracious. We've got a few more stories to tell you about that. But right now, we've got a story about a cuckoo criminal.
0: Here we go. Time for the old cuckoo this
1: morning. Well, Biggie, you know, you've lost a few bets in your day. Yeah, I guess I have. You've lost a lot of bets in your day.
0: No, I wouldn't say a lot of bets, but quite a few.
1: Hmm. Guy loses a bet. Yeah. Slathers body in peanut butter okay. <laughs> and stands in a dog park. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. There's a video of an Arlington, Texas man covered head to toe in peanut butter. Yeah. Inside a dog park. <laughs> it's taken off online. We'll have to check it out. Yeah. Story behind it, the guy lost his fantasy football league, and this was his punishment. Stephen Shroud, 25, had never played fantasy football before this year. He decided to join a 12-team league with all his friends from high school. He came in dead last. Mm-hmm. He had to either pay the winner 250 bucks or perform a humiliating stunt, which was to stand in a Dallas dog park for 10 minutes wearing only a gold Speedo. <laughs> and he had to be covered in peanut butter. Covered? Like, head to toe in mm. peanut butter? So last Wednesday, Shroud arrived at Bark Park Central. Bark Park, eh? Suited up, slathered down, and he walked into the park. Dogs found him immediately. Of course. Shroud said dog owners wondered, what He was doing, and then when he said he lost a bet, they all laughed. Schroeder's friends took pity on him and let him leave after just five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep, I bet he was out of there in a jiff. <laughs> I guess he was. Uh, but I tell you one thing, <laughs> man.
0: I tell you one thing when you lose a bet like that, yeah, you certainly got to take a licking. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: I just hope none of the dogs nipped his kibbles or bits. <laughs>
0: Well, there you go. A cuckoo criminal here with Big G and Maddie. Some of the interviews that didn't go so well.
1: Maddie, I know you got a good story here. Well, this is way, way back. I think it was 1975 or 76. Conway Twitty dropped into the radio station with his daughter. And I can't think of her name right now. Kitty? No, it was not Kitty. Kitty Twitty? (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Anyway, he was promoting
0: this Here, kitty twitty.
1: He was he was promoting this young lady. Uh she was breaking into the music business. Yeah. And uh I being uh, a young and well uh pretty good looking dude back in the day. Yeah, you were. were you <laughs> <laughs> I what was looked your at name? her and I and I, I sort of well, gave her the old maddie eye. Right? Yeah. And Conway caught me yeah. and uh he wasn't too happy. Oh, really? No.
0: What was her name anyway? So he
1: gave me the evil eye. So yeah. I I backed out of that real quick. Right? Do you remember what her name was? For the life of me, I can't think of her name. Obviously, she didn't make it big in the country music industry. Yeah. So, but Conway, uh, a story. I heard this story. I was driving truck through Toronto, mm-hmm. and I got to give credit where credit is due. Vic Router, you remember? Oh. He still does a yeah, lot of sports television. Yeah. yeah. He was telling a story on the radio one day, and I've got to give uh, Vic credit for this. He's talking about Conway Twitty, and here's the story of a pastor in a small little town who is trying to get the congregation um, up because they were losing people week after week after week. So he goes knocking on the door, this new pastor, and a young lady answers the door, and she says, Oh, my God, it's Conway Twitty! Yeah. He says, no, ma'am, no, ma'am, I'm Pastor Bob. I'm Pastor Bob. I'm not Conway. 20. But you look exactly like Conway 20. It's unbelievable. Wow, He says, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm just asking uh, if maybe you can come to church with us on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. She says, certainly I'll be there. Con- I mean, B- Pastor Bob. Walked down the street to the next door, knocks on the door. <laughs> Hello, I'm the new pastor. I'm Pastor Bob. I hope you can come to the church on Sunday morning. He goes, Hey man, you're Conway Twitty. He said, "No, no, no, I'm not Conway Twitty. I'm Pastor Bob." He goes, "Oh, come on, you can't fool me. You're you're Conway." He said, "No, no." He says, "Well, anyway, I'll be there. Uh, I'll be there Sunday morning." So he goes on to the next door, and he's knocking on the door, knocking on the door. He can hear the shower going upstairs. She yells down, "I'll be I'll be there in a second. So um, he's waiting at the door. This young lady. Opens the door, and she's still in her bath towel. Oh, yeah. And she looks and she says, oh, my God. She The towel drops, and Conway Twitty. he goes, hello, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's pretty lame, but I always like it. <laughs> hello, darling. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, that's,
0: that's pretty lame. Matty, I'm right. out. <laughs> uh, well,
1: that, I, that, I that yeah that was actually a pretty good interview. My best interview. Yeah. If we want to get back to that for just a second, or or should we play another uh, wacky? Yeah, do we, have do, we have a wack, weird, and wacky. Why don't we do? Why don't we regroup with a weird and wacky,
0: Maddie? Yeah, here we go. Here's our weird and wacky this week on Big G and Maddie.
1: Well, a psychic and. Lima, Peru. Yeah, can tell your future by looking at your butt. Oh, you can, Kenny. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, she. <laughs> oh, she can. Yeah, yeah. Bibian Arango. Says I must. That... Have, I must have a big future. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, your future is behind you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says that by looking at someone's buttocks yeah, with a little bit of touching. She's able to divine, or at least uh, tell, <laughs> certain aspects of the future by accuracy.
0: Wait a minute! So, with a little bit of, t- she's a butt reader. She, well, I, let me let me say this: so, with a little bit of touching, yeah. she can tell certain aspects yeah. of your. Well, future. there you go,
1: using my lines again. Oh, t- yeah. <laughs> she's a proclaimed expert in rumpology. <laughs>
0: A <laughs> rumpology,
1: eh? yeah. <laughs> okay. According to her, the shape of your butt, yeah, uh, whether it be heart shape, V, square, or round, yeah. is a major factor in how she gets a reading. Okay. And it's a str- strong indicator <laughs> of someone's personality. Okay. Yeah. In her experience, people with round butts are more optimistic. But insecure, while well square-butted folks are more determined and have a lot more self-confidence. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She also relies on other features like moles, stretch marks, uh, crevices, you know, that sort of thing. So that means that you got to sort of show it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I told you. No wisecracks. Cracks.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, I get it.
1: And uh, if you're wondering, yeah. you know what this science is called? What's that? Astrology. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a weird and wacky for you this
0: week on Big G and Maddie. And we've got to take a break and come back in just a minute. But right now, here's a word from our other sponsor on Big G and Maddie, Lennox Fence. Big G here for Lennox Fence, Eastern Ontario's fencing specialist. Fall is upon us. To have your fencing needs done before the snow flies, better call Lennox Fence now. We're the professionals for all your fencing needs. Lennox Fence will complete the job guaranteed perfect. So, whatever your fencing needs residential, commercial, agricultural, or industrial call Lennox Fence for an estimate. 613 354 3449, Highway 41 at Selby. Lennox Fence, owned and operated by the Houston Group. Welcome back, everybody, to Big G and Maddie. and today, of course, talking a little bit about our radio careers over the years and we we hate to be name droppers, but in this job, uh, these are the people that we talked to over the years and uh, and, and had a lot of fun doing it I might add uh, when you're doing something that you really enjoy and you're meeting people like the people we've met over the years uh it it has been a tremendous
1: career how about
0: uh how about the best interview you had, Maddie?
1: My favorite interview, and uh, we lost this great gentleman not too long ago, Charlie Daniels.
0: Oh, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never got to meet, I never got to meet Charlie.
1: Oh, what a wonderful talent, and uh, and even more so as a human being. And I got to meet him in Detroit as well, and the first time I ever saw him play was with the Marshall Tucker Band at the University of Michigan back in 1976. And he played again in Detroit a number of years later, and That was at Cobo Hall, and I got to see him and interview him afterwards. But, man, what a gracious, gracious uh, performer. And uh, Charlie Daniels, my hat's off to you. Rest in peace, my friend. You're uh, a great man and a wonderful talent. You know, he was also
0: what they call an entertainer's entertainer. Everybody in the entertainment business loved them, right? Mhm. Yeah. I mean, wow, we can go back there. Um, I had I had a very unusual interview with someone who was not in country music, but it was one of my very first interviews also that I had in my radio career in Toronto and scared the crap out of me. It was with Alfred Hitchcock. Wow. It was at the uh, Park Plaza Hotel in downtown Toronto. He was there promoting one of his movies. And I don't know how or why we a Country Music Station got on the list to go and interview him, but we did, and they sent me. And in those days, you had to take a producer and a great big tape machine and everything, and when you set up in the room, the guy said, if that's not right, he's going to walk out of here, and you've only got 10 minutes, and there it is. And in walked Alfred Hitchcock, and i got to tell you, I was shaking in my boots. Because here I am, a young guy, like um, in my early 20s, interviewing Alfred Hitchcock. And I had to approach it as if I was a fan. And you know what? He was pretty accommodating. I He didn't kick me out of the room. We lasted about eh, maybe just short of 10 minutes for the interview. And then I got the H <laughs> out of there. But... Um, but it was a, uh, it was very interesting, and uh, I can at least say that uh, I got to meet and talk to the man. And there's another picture I had, and where is it? I have no
1: idea. Mm-hmm. Do you have a bunch of birds flying around him or anything? Yeah, I
0: know. Yeah, he had a big knife in uh, in the shower. He wanted me to go in the shower with him. <laughs>
1: so I'm trying to think of another interview that didn't go so well for me, and I can recall Don Cherry. He wasn't in the oh. studio, but he was on phone. I know exactly where you're going with this one, and I agree. Yeah, and it was just at the start of training camp, uh, pretty much where it is right now in the NHL. And we're doing the interview, and I said to Don, uh, we're talking about the new players on the team, and I said, well, how about that new goalie Toronto's got? And he said, what new goalie? I said, that Korean kid. And uh, he said, what Korean kid? I said, that one guy that seems to be making all the headlines now, he's stopping everything. And he said, who's this? I, I never heard of him. I said, uh, uh, win one soon. And he said, <laughs> anyway, the interview was over. Uh, Mark Potter set up the interview, and he yeah. said to Potter after that, I don't want to ever talk to that Matthews idiot again, right? So... End of interview, but we actually did make up years later. And, uh, no. uh, Don, I love you, man. I he, really do. He
0: came to the studio some years later, but he didn't remember mm-hmm. who it was that said <laughs> that. Well, he can, can make the confession, okay? Mm-hmm. The uh, two worst interviews I had, well, the first one was, believe it or not, Hank Snow. He was a tough, tough interview. Oh. He didn't want to be interviewed, um, and uh, it, it was not a good—it wasn't a pleasant— uh, five or seven minutes or whatever it was he allowed me to to talk to him. And the second one, believe it or not, was Waylon Jennings. And the reason why is Waylon's bus got busted at the border. And they took a whole bunch of stuff. The Canadian Customs took a bunch of stuff off the bus when he was coming across to Toronto to play. And he was not in a good mood about being in Canada, I'll tell you. But uh, anyway, those were two uh, very memorable interviews that were a little on the tough side. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed uh, this today. Um, We certainly have enjoyed reminiscing a little. I think your memory's been better than mine over the last few years. But uh, anyway, join us in the next time. And don't forget, everybody, to hit that subscribe button. Here you go. When you hit it, you hear... Hear that? Okay, hit that subscribe button, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. And uh, well, ask me the question. Okay,
0: Maddie, we still have some of our great mugs here for sale, and uh, you can get a mug simply by. Well, Maddie, why don't you tell people how you can get a mug?
1: Hello, oh, I mean, hey, I got you this time. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't tell get you me. how you can get a mug right you, now. You
0: actually know?
1: I know. <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> okay. Go to Big G. At biggcountry.ca. Wow. All right, Maddie. Yeah. Go to bigg at biggcountry.ca. There you go.
0: Well, Thanks a lot, everybody, for being with us this week. Join us again next time. See you real soon. Big G and Maddie on Big G Country. <laughs>